0: You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limer 102 FM. Hello there, and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 69 200 or you can text or WhatsApp zero eight seven one double six nine eight hundred, and you can email myself Patrick one hundred two FM at Gmail dot com for any tech related questions you might have, and uh, I'll get answering them on the next show. Uh, to start off today, we have a, a question from James. So James, is, uh, it's actually a bit of a request. So last week, uh, or the week before, I think it was last week, we were um, talking about ChatGPT. So it's the new um, software that can kind of, it's an AI software that can do a more advanced version of kind of of Google search or something like that, where you can ask it a question or ask it to do something and it can write uh, articles for you or it can give you a brief synopsis or it can do different things. So... um, He's, he said he has two questions in one. He wants a review of the the new Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra, but he wants it done by ChatGPT. Uh, so I got it up here on my phone, and I said, write a short synopsis of the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra. Uh, but it didn't have up-to-date information, so it kind of didn't give a great... Um, Response: It said the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra is a premium flagship smartphone from Samsung that is expected to be released in 2023. So it says it's likely to have a powerful processor, likely to have this and that. So it's uh, it gives about um, two paragraphs on of kind of saying it's going to have a good camera and it's going to have this and going to have that. So it doesn't have um, it doesn't have the most up to date information. Uh, and this was just done this morning. I said I do it now because I tried it yesterday. Uh, when I got your question, and uh, it was uh, it, it it did give the same answer. So I said I'll try it again today in case it's been updated since. So uh, that's the fresh answer now, and it's uh, it still hasn't uh, still not bang up to date. Uh, but they said that, that um, there's a bit of a lag there because it's it's disseminating information from all over the internet, and most of it obviously is from further back. So uh, it's not bang up to date with a lot of this stuff. It's kind of not designed for that. So I decided to go to the the human world and uh, look for uh, reviews there. So on CNET, there's a bit of a review of the S23 Ultra, so we can have a look there. Uh, On paper, the S23 Ultra's 200 megapixel camera sounds like a major step up. It looks like the biggest camera leap Samsung has made in years, considering the last time three generations of Samsung Galaxy S Ultra have had uh, 108 megapixel main cameras, dating back to the S20 Ultra in 2020. But megapixels alone doesn't tell the whole story. Sensor size, speed, and image processing algorithms are all, also affect the camera's image quality. So we'll have to test the phone before deciding whether it's truly a, mon- a monumental upgrade. Uh, those algorithms indeed play a big role in the Samsung Galaxy S23's uh, camera improvements. Joshua Cho, head of Samsung's visual solutions team, said uh, that artificial intelligence plays a more prominent part in everything from night mode to the way the camera captures high dynamic range. And uh, actually, I saw um, Marquez Brownlee, a YouTuber, take a picture of the moon and use a hundred times zoom, you know, and zoomed in and the moon was you know very clear and people were commenting that you know it's 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 almost a filter laid on over the moon to make it look extra clear that it's getting in that far it can get to the the you know the moon where it fills up the whole screen but the sharpness of the image is done by um by because by uh, artificial intelligence and uh, using you know previous images taken by high resolution uh, cameras uh, very powerful you know telescopes and cameras and things like that to layer over it to make it look extra clear because no matter where you are in the world the moon looks the same uh, so they're able to do that. Uh, but it still looks cool, though. You know, it still looks amazing to be actually able to zoom in and all of a sudden you have a lovely clear moon in front of you. It's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty amazing that the, that it can be done, even if it's a little bit of trickery. As soon as you press the button on the camera, the AI function kicks in, Cho said in an interview with, CN, with CNET via an English language translator ahead of Samsung's unpacked event. The S23 Ultra takes 12 megapixel photos by default. Yeah, so you might think, okay, it has 200 megapixels, so where are the 200 megapixel photos? So what it does is it uses pixel binning, which is, is you know, it sh- every pixel in the 12 megapixel photo is, you know, much sharper than it would be in a 12 megapixel camera. It uses, it, it, it uh, kind of, if you think of a pixel as a square, and it's just one big square, well, the the twelve megapixels in those photos would have four squares in them, you know, like that. It's um, it uses uh, everything it captures to to make a smaller, much sharper photo. So it condenses the 200 megapixels down to 12 to get the sharpest, nicest 12 megapixel photo that, that it can do. So, um, yeah, grouping four by four pixel squares into one bigger pixel using a technology called Pixel Binning. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I was explaining there as well. Uh, this combines the better performance for each pixel, allowing the sensor to gather more light, which could be useful when shooting in dim environments. You can also shoot at the full 200-megapixel... also you can, okay. Uh, two, full 200-megapixel resolution, which Samsung positions as being ideal for people who want large prints of their photos. If you want something in between, you can also capture photos at 50-megapixel resolution. Previous Galaxy S ultra phones also allowed you to shoot at the sensor's full resolution, but be aware that you'll have to deal with large file sizes if you do so. So, yeah, and it's the same with video. Actually, um... Uh, i would if you are getting one of these i would recommend to get as much memory as possible i know some of the shops uh in you know some of the irish stores aren't stocking the one terabyte model so but uh, and i you know normally you would not need much more you know 256 would be plenty whatever but the size of those images and they, it does 8k video which is massive and if you wanted to shoot any 8k video and store any of it on your phone i would recommend maybe to get the biggest resolution possible if you are getting one of them Uh, the selfie camera uh, uh, across the new Galaxy S23 phones has uh, an upgraded 12 megapixel sensor so it's a lower um, megapixel than the previous model but it's apparently it's a higher uh, quality uh, which is a boost in resolution from the S22 and S22 plus 10 megapixel front camera but lower than the Ultra's 40 megapixel uh, from the previous model but apparently it, the, the pictures are nicer they're, they're sharper uh, Samsung says the selfie camera uses artificial intelligence to improve object identification so that it can optimize images accordingly rather than prioritizing resolution that means it should be better at distinguishing people from their backgrounds more accurately so you'll get uh, maybe nicer soft focus or something like that Uh, the galaxy s23 ultra inherits the same zooming capabilities as its predecessor offering offering an optical zoom at three times and to ten times or ten times magnification and up to 100 times digital zoom like the s22 ultra the s23 uses uh, two 10 megapixel telephoto cameras to accomplish this Even though Night mode was a big focus for the Galaxy S22 lineup, uh, Samsung says it's further improved the way the S23 Ultra can capture photos in the dark, offering even more brightness this time around. Uh, Video recording gets a slight change in the lineup with the S23 family supporting 30 frames per second when shooting in 8K, 8K resolution. That's an increase from the 22 Ultras frame rate of 24 frames per second. So, you know, when you get to 30 frames per second, it's kind of... I wouldn't say usable, because it's 8K and it won't play on most TVs and stuff like that, but it's kind of a standard frame rate, uh, you know, and now 60 would be better, but 8K, 60 frames per second would uh, would fill up the phone quite quickly as well, uh, and, and that would be a, a little bit more difficult to achieve. Yeah, so they go on to say that um, 30 frames per second is the standard for broadcasting and things like that, so yeah, that's right. It's definitely a more usable uh, frame rate. You'll be able to uh, shoot 120 frames per second at 1080p, full HD, instead of 60, which should improve the quality of slow motion shots. Uh, Samsung also says the correction angle uh, for its optical image stabilization has doubled. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see the difference it makes uh, uh, because the writer here found the iPhone 14 Pro's action mode to be more reliable than Samsung's super steady mode during testing. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it is now with the new phone. Um, anything else? It's very camera heavy uh, this time. Uh, it, because even the battery is the same as the previous model. I think it's 5,000 million hour battery. Um, they haven't made huge jumps they they've gotten rid of the entry now it's a little bit more expensive but there's a reason because they got rid of the 128 gig model and it starts at 256 and then it's 512 and one terabyte uh so but it's actually say spec for spec it's actually the same price as the previous model um it has a snapdragon oh yeah so um Samsung had their own chips in the previous models in Europe, and they had the Snapdragon uh, chips in America and other places. And they seem to perform better the Snapdragon chips. So I think they've they've gone uh, full Snapdragon throughout the lineup now. So if you do get the new model, it'll be um, it'll be the Snapdragon. Uh, Eight gen 2 processor uh, and it's been optimized for the s23 uh, so uh, but if it does it might help to set the ultra apart from other phones that include qualcomm's new chip like the one plus 11 5g we might have a bit about that here actually as well uh, which will be one of the competitors and of course the iphone 14 pro and all those would be uh, competitors against it as well and uh, google um Pixel 7 Pro, which would be probably the most optimized phone for using Android, so um, yeah, there are competitors there as well, so, like the S22 Ultra, Samsung's newest Ultra phone also has the 5000 battery yeah, same, includes the S Pen you'll be able to get the phone in 256 yeah, so I said that Um, the S23 Ultra doesn't look all that different from the layout. so the design is almost identical to the previous one Uh, So, really, all they've done is they've upped the megapixels in the camera, which helps you to have a (laughs) 12-megapixel photo, which doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Uh, And uh, they haven't... So, it's not a huge uh, game-changing kind of difference. Um, And I think each of the, like, Google in the Pixel 7 has the, you know... It can un it can sharpen uh, blurry photos and it can do like it has that uh, trick software in it as well. Then the iPhone has the kind of wall guard and has the very reliable, kind of uh, very clean and, and well oiled machine of the iPhone. So the, each has their own has their own um Benefits and uh, so Samsung is trying to hit it with the specs, and and yeah, but they're also you know, it's not just giving you a 200 megapixel image and do what you want with it, kind of thing, even though it's it's yeah, as you say, you'd need to be blowing it up to a billboard size to get you to get use out of it. Now, what they do is shrink it down and make it give you the sharpest 12 megapixels, so that kind of makes sense, all right, uh, and uh, otherwise, it's pretty much the same kind of spec and same kind of is it, uh for the ultra um i only know the ultra price i think it's around 1400 euro 1399 or something uh for the for the ultra so it's a lot of money if you are thinking to go for going for a flagship like that or and uh uh if you have the previous model i would probably say hold out and wait for the next one to see if something has a bigger leap. But if you're on a, you know, a Samsung Galaxy, you know, from five or six years ago, and you want to stay with Samsung and get the newest one. Uh, it would be a big jump up from those you know from the previous models but if you have the s22 and you're thinking of getting the s23 i'd maybe hold out you know it's not it's not a a huge complete change you know most of the specs and the looks are the very same so only minor kind of incremental changes there at the moment uh so that's a good look at that Uh, so we were speaking about uh OpenAI and ChatGPT so I, I got the review but it didn't do a great job of it but apparently it is doing a lot of good stuff all right Uh, And it's saying it could be the new Google, you know, it could be, uh, I suppose it's like a long form version of Google, really. You know, if you're, if you want, it's kind of a different thing, really. If you want to know what time a film is on in the cinema, you'll ask Google. But if you want it to kind of write something out for you or give you a long form answer on something, uh, you know, tell me the, the, the. The, you know the timeline of World War II or something it can write you like a five page article on that uh, so uh, if you want kind of historical questions or long form kind of questions answered chat GPT is probably the way to go and if you want you know um, what time is the train leaving Limerick Station tomorrow Google is probably the way to go at the moment um, so why is it blowing everyone's mind so the artificial intelligence bot can answer questions and write essays and program computers uh, now you can now you can pay to use it uh, there's even new bot. Uh, there's a new bot AI in town, ChatGPT, and you better pay attention, even if you aren't into artificial intelligence. The tool from a power player in artificial intelligence called OpenAI lets you type natural language prompts. Uh, ChatGPT offers conversation, if somewhat stilted responses. It's quite good with that, actually. I was asking it questions the other day and kind of asking follow-up questions and it knows what you were previously talking about and it can follow up pretty well. It does, it does a fairly good job. That's the test of... That's why they say the likes of um, Google Home speakers are kind of ahead of some of the, the competitors in the follow-up responses and things like that. You know, you can ask, oh, hey, what time is the uh, movie on in, you know, in the cinema tomorrow? and then they'll answer the question and say, oh, give me a a brief synopsis of the movie and it'll do that without saying the name of the movie because you asked in the previous question, it can do follow-ups where other ones get stumped and they won't know, you know, they'll get confused what you're talking about. And apparently, uh, and yeah, definitely, uh, from what I've tried already, ChatGPT is quite good at that. ChatGPT is a big deal. The tool seems pretty knowledgeable in areas where there's good training data for it to learn from. It's not smart enough to replace all humans yet, but it can be creative, and it answers, uh, its answers can sound downright authoritative. Uh, a few days after its launch, more than a million people were trying out ChatGPT. Ch- Ch- and it's becoming big business. Microsoft pledged to invest billions of dollars into OpenAI, saying in January that it will build features into its cloud services. Uh, OpenAI, OpenAI announced a, 20%, a 20 euro per month chat GPT Plus service that responds faster and gets uh, newer features sooner. So you'll get your updates a bit sooner. And that's what it, the, the whole industry, even the car industry is becoming like that nowadays. It's all about... Um, updates and software and things like that you know the, with, with BMW and you have to pay to have your heated seats activated for them to work even though they're in the car and everything and Mercedes and the EQS and some of the other models where you know you have like a, maybe a 500 horsepower car but you only have 400 horsepower or something like that you have to pay a subscription charge to get the full power of your car unlocked and things like that it's crazy um and so it seems to be the same kind of thing here that, that you can get your updates, you can get your, you know, um, it's like a Patreon kind of thing. You get you get you get the podcast a bit earlier if you're subscribed to the Patreon or something like that. Um, it's a mistake to be relying on it for anything important right now, OpenAI's chief executive Sam Altman tweeted. We have lots of work to do on robustness and truthfulness. Here's a look at why why uh, ChatGPT is important and what's going on with it. Oh yeah, so there's a lot of um, a lot there was a few different articles where people were like testing it out. Um, someone <laughs> someone was testing it politically and things like that, they asked it um, write a positive poem about Donald Trump or something like that and it refused to do it. Uh, it was like uh, w- Donald Trump has been connected with hateful remarks and we do not want to uh, you know, it, it gave some reason it didn't want to do it. And then it said, write a positive poem about Joe Biden and it gave a long positive poem Joe is this and Joe is that. And then it asked it, why are you doing that? And said oh, there's been less controversy with Joe Biden than there was with Donald Donald Trump and all that. So it's it's uh, it's been programmed with certain uh, constraints politically and things like that as well. So with new things like this, uh, people will be testing it out. <laughs> Somebody found a way around it as well. So they kind of asked it to play a character. What was the name of it? Like Bob or something. And Bob is an unrestricted AI that can say anything and then... Uh, they tricked it into giving all the answers all the political answers and all the uh, to be much more um, much more controversial so uh, that was funny there was another one as well where they were asking it to um, write a Seinfeld show and then it was actually like live broadcasting the Seinfeld show that it was writing or something they were were, it was reading it out with an AI voice or something and um, it started getting very <laughs> controversial and they had to pull down the live stream or something like that uh, so it was funny but definitely uh, I heard somebody talking about it the other day and said that it's like it's the biggest thing in tech in the last 20 years you know that it's it's uh, it's you know it's the new Google chat or something like that and, or, it, or it has the potential to to be uh, and to be a lot more mainstream and everything so uh, yeah that's uh, a bit more about chat GPT by OpenAI, um, Chris Pratt says he's so honored to be playing the title character in the upcoming Super Mario Brothers uh, film. The the Hollywood star says on Instagram, "There's no bigger fan of the franchise, and his younger self would be so proud." He's starring in the movie alongside Jack Black, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, and Seth Rogen. Yeah, so that's good. That uh, that I've seen the trailer for it in the cinema. Um, not the not the previous uh, time I was in the cinema but the the time before that um, so I actually saw the, the plane movie yesterday it's quite good I, cinemas are getting much more fancy I was in the cinema in Killarney the last time new one that's after being built and I was in their their screen one and uh, it's just like electric recliner seats and everything <laughs> it's got kind of very fancy altogether. I remember I did the hard seats years ago I'd, you have to twist your knees for people to get in well it's still like that with most of the other places but um, some of the newer cinemas being built now with uh, fancy electric recliner seats and about three feet of space in front of you so you can lie back in your seat watching your film and everything is very very fancy altogether and I welcome it <laughs> um, Disney has announced it's cutting 7,000 jobs worldwide to cut costs. The entertainment giant says it's part of a significant transformation for the company, and it's about 3% of its total workforce. Uh, Chief Executive Bob Iger says they're looking to save $5.5 billion to make their streaming service more profitable. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of their shows haven't hit recently. Um, the, you know yeah the, some of their star Wars reboots and uh some of the shows haven 't haven 't gone down very well, and uh, you know they had maybe a good first episode or second episode, and then just floundered after that uh the writing quality you know has been has been given. Fairly poor reviews by a lot of uh, a lot of reviewers and things like that. So they they kind of I think a, a wholesale change maybe needs to be made when it comes to their TV shows, movies, things like that. Uh, a bit of a refresh uh, to get a. Uh, to get the the viewership back up again and to make them more profitable, because yeah, that, that's a lot of jobs gone as well. But there is a lot of you know cuts in the tech industry, but this is in the in the entertainment industry now as well. So uh, and we haven't seen as many cuts there. So this is a a bit of a loss for Disney. Um, Irish Road Haulage Association says some hauliers are avoiding toll roads due to astronomical costs. So, we talked a bit about this in the news today as well. Uh, the organisation is meeting with Transport Infrastructure Ireland today seeking a reduction in tolls for truck drivers. Um, a record of nearly 170 million euro was collected in toll charges on the M50 alone last year. So that's a lot of money, all right. For didn't they say that the road is kind of already paid for? You know, and that was the original intention of the tolls is to kind of bring it in till the road is paid for and then take it out again. But uh, it's <laughs> it's getting difficult to take it out because it's a cash cow. Um, so yeah, uh, that's. Oh, the other day I was actually trying to go to. Uh, place out the Ennis road in limerick and i was coming from the other side of limerick so i was a little bit out of out of sync from where i'd be going normally so i turned on the sat nav i was at the kind of tipperary side of limerick and i wanted to get out to the Ennis road out the, the way around and uh it took me through the toll road <laughs> so i got caught with a toll but um I actually came up near the Toll Plaza but I turned off before it because I knew I wasn't going that far uh, and then there was an, a mini Toll Plaza there as well or there was another Toll Plaza where I came off so I, I didn't avoid it um, But uh, that's a a newer toll, all right, but uh, a lot of them are giving out about the the M50. Uh, President of the Irish Road Haulage Association, Eugene Drennan, says, many are leaving the haulage sector because of increased fuel costs. So let's see what he had to say about that. The older... Generation whom we badly depend on, who have given great service to this country, are coming to a level now that, with all of regulation, not just the cost, all of the regulations, plus the costs and inflation and you know the troubles of our times, they look for whether they'll stay with the job or not. Yeah, it must be difficult um, for drivers. A lot of drivers are going back and forth a lot. And I suppose a lot of them are doing the maths that if I drive around the toll, how much is it going to cost me? Would I be better to go around it or go through it? And uh, trying to do the maths on, and the time and everything like that, fuel and all that. So, um, yeah, it's 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 difficult, all right, uh, especially for, as I say, hauliers and, and delivery people and things like that that might be going back and forth, picking up something, dropping it off and, you know, uh, dropping things around the place and getting hit with a toll here and a toll there and uh, getting the same toll back and forth and a couple of times, even possibly. Uh, we're borrowing more for holidays, weddings, and education. And for the first time, home improvement loans have surpassed those of shiny new cars. Uh, the Banking and Payments Federation says lenders handed out over 142 million euro in loans for uh, nuptials, uh, education, and trips abroad in 2022. Brian Hayes says the BPFI uh, said the move away from COVID was a big driver. I think people when they saw what happened in COVID, they stood back from making decisions. I think once they saw the full yearly effect in terms of the withdrawal of the restrictions, I think they got more confidence in their own financial and personal circumstances, but also more confidence in the future. And I think uh, we've seen this reflected in other aspects of lending right the way across the Irish economy. Yeah, so I actually read um, or uh, I listened to a show recently talking about America as well and that they have record, all-time record credit card debt as well. So uh, I I saw that um, they're trying to reduce the amount of you know if you get in arrears with credit cards that they they can uh, put up the charges very quickly and uh, is it the u.s government is trying to help with that at the moment or something the 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 charges on um on paying back credit cards or something like that or they're trying to get them to reduce their costs or something or their uh, charges yeah so there's a lot of financial arrears and debt and stuff going on at the moment Um, experts have been weighing in with advice on how often you should wash items such as duvets bat mats and bed socks bed socks Uh, dressing gowns and bat robes uh, should be washed once a week oh yeah I suppose yeah those big fluffy socks you wear going to bed yeah um I don't wear those (laughs) Uh, Dressing gowns and bat robes should be washed once a week uh, Especially if they're worn daily The Irish Daily Mirror also reports Bat mats should be washed weekly Uh, Fluffy socks you wear in bed Should be washed every second wear Uh, While your duvet Should be washed uh, every couple Of months Uh, With the cover on it I suppose it protects it So every couple of months for the duvet Um uh, Pretty Woman has been voted the romantic the most romantic movie ever the 1990s film starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gere came out in a poll ahead of Dirty Dancing and Titanic Christmas Rom uh, Love Actually also featured in the top 10 uh, Oh yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time I just remember the actors and uh, but I forget I forget most of it uh, so uh, maybe it's one for Valentine's Day I <laughs> might uh, watch that uh, Google unveils Bard it's G P rival for AI powered conversation with a Microsoft event on Tuesday expected to center on ChatGPT the AI chatbot war is heating up so Google is coming back now uh, in response I suppose it's um people were saying that it's, got, it's taking a hit on Google search already for, for those kind of uh, those answers that suits ChatGPT. Uh, uh, so it's taking a little bit of a hit so they're trying to hit back and that's generally how Google work anyway. They, if somebody comes up as a p- competitor they either try to um, buy them out or try to outdo them uh, so Google on Monday released Bard its own AI chatbot similar to ChatGPT as the race to expand the use of artificial intelligence shifts into high gear uh, Bard seeks to combine the breadth of the world's knowledge with the power intelligence and creativity of our large language models Google chief executive uh, Sundar Pichai tweeted on Monday it draws an informative um, it draws on information from the web to provide fresh, high-quality responses. BARD seeks to combine the breadth of the world's knowledge with power intelligence. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's his actual tweet. Uh, BARD is Google's response to the skyrocketing interest in AI chatbots thanks to the November release of ChatGPT which has captured the imagination of millions of people due to its human-like responses and ease of interface. Uh, BARD, ChatGPT, and other AI chatbot developed uh, by uh, China's Baidu uh, represent the next step in how we interact with AI and technology, uh, potentially changing everything from search to education and to work. Microsoft is hosting an event next Tuesday. where the company is expected to discuss its own integration of OpenAI's ChatGPT into its Bing search engine. Uh, Google talked up its own system on Monday. Uh, The power behind BARD is Google's language model for dialogue applications, a.k.a. LAMDA. The company said its new AI will use information on the web to craft novel responses, Uh, creative, detailed or sometimes both to questions. BARD will be available on Monday to selected testers and then to the public in the coming weeks. Uh, BARD is based on a lightweight version of LAMD Lambda that uses less computing power, allowing it to scale to more people and provide additional feedback, according to a -A 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 blog spot by CEO Sundar Pichai. So they're kind of uh, I'd say they're trying to rush it out now uh, before uh, the market is taken over by ChatGPT uh, for that side of things so they're trying, to, they're trying to get it done and get it out uh, the biggest news and trailers from yesterday's Nintendo Direct Zelda Meteoroid Pikmin Advanced Wars it was a busy stream so Nintendo had some releases the latest Nintendo Direct had all the big names well aside from Mario (laughs) but we got a fresh trailer for the next Zelda game a surprise uh, launch of the original Meteoroid game a release date for Pikmin I've never heard of it. Pikmin 4, and there's been three other ones. <laughs> and the additional, uh, the addition of Game Boy games to the Nintendo Switch online subscription service. That's a great idea. Get all the Game Boy games on there. Uh, plus, there were some excellent announcements for RPG nerds. There's everything you might have missed. Or here's everything you might... Yeah, that's actually good to have the... Sometimes lately even I kind of finished Ghost of Tsushima game I was playing very advanced game and I was trying some other games and they were very in comparison then they were very kind of boring some of them are very uh, because they were less advanced and the movement was a bit more cumbersome I was like oh, I, I, I'm not in the mood for this now I, I, I kind of missed the Ghost of Tsushima you know the the, the, the playability of the character so I ended up going and playing um, Sonic the Hedgehog with the Sega game uh, like you the, it's a game you download and it has like 30 Sega games something like that it has like a it, it's set up like a sitting room and you have the console and you have like a shelf with all the games and you can go to the shelf choose the game and then play that game uh, so I play a lot of Streets of Rage as well <laughs> I was playing Streets of Rage and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, even though because the, the playability is quite fast on those especially Sonic the Hedgehog he's flying around the place uh, so it made up for the fact that um I'm I'm finished with Ghost of Tsushima but uh I'm in the next coming weeks I might uh, I think it's on the tenth, the actually we might have a bit about that as well, um Hogwarts Legacy. Um I think it's on the 10th that is coming out as well. So, Uh, Meteorite... Oh yeah, hold on. Uh, A new look at The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The wait for the sequel to Breath of the Wild has been tough, but at least we have a new trailer to make things a little easier. The latest is very dramatic. So there's a new trailer for um, Zelda... Metroid Prime I, actually, I always called it Meteoroid but I just see it's spelled Metroid um, so maybe I've been saying it wrong since I was like four years old uh, so it's getting a remaster the long awaited remaster of the original Metroid game is making it making its way to the Switch and it's happening very soon the digital version of the game hits the eShop today uh, so that's good uh, Pikmin 4 is coming this summer the event kicked off with the uh, best look yet at the game which most importantly will introduce an adorable new dog like creature we also learned that it's hitting the switch this summer so they have a lot of good kids games and stuff on um on the Nintendo Uh, Splatoon 3 gets an expansion pass Nintendo's ink filled multiplayer shooter Splatoon 3 is getting a paid expansion pass which will be available in two waves and introduce features like the original Inkopolis location from the first game which will be part of wave one Uh, the second wave will include a new single player campaign called Side Order I haven't heard of that game either Um, they kind of have their own world a lot of games on the Switch and if you're not playing it uh, maybe you don't see them as much um, switch online gets game by game so that's great uh, tetris uh, metroid <laughs> not meteorite um, the legend of zelda the minish cap fire emblem and more so there's a lot of uh, a lot of game by games coming to uh, to the switch so that's great um, Advanced Wars has a release date. Uh, It's on April the 21st. Advanced Wars 1 and 2. And now it finally has a launch date. Uh, The remaster. Uh, So, yeah. They made a a, a lot of announcement yesterday. Uh, So, let's see. Oh, review. I said the OnePlus 11 5G. So, actually, I talked earlier on about... um, some of the rivals uh, for the the new Galaxy Ultra and uh, including the iPhone 14 Ultra and uh, 14 Pro is it? Or Ultra? Uh, Pro I think. And um, Google Pixel 7 pro uh and so this is another one of them the ele- the oneplus 11 5g speedy android smartphone is a trusty alternative that can go toe to toe with the competition um so this is some of the the plus and minus so the plus is it's eye-catching ZP performance it recharges really fast um it's bright 120 hertz amoled screen nice speakers good battery life reliable cameras it gets four years of android uh, operating system upgrades and five years of bi-monthly security updates and some of the downsides no millimeter wave 5g uh, which isn't good it has kind of the fake 5g or the slower 5g maybe no wireless charging uh, ip64 water resistance isn't flagship grade. OnePlus has also uh, um, gone back to a USB A charging adapter. Uh, display edges are a little too curved, and software has its quirks. Uh, so, Samsung and Apple have flagship smartphones that start at $800, uh, it's probably the same here in Euro, uh, but pay a little extra, and you can get even more with the flagship Pro version. Uh, so what's theirs, their Pro going to 11 OnePlus has always leaned uh, leaned on speed over everything else and that uh, rings true here with the OnePlus 11 underpinning the device's Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 8 GB of RAM uh, you can upgrade to 16 GB of RAM and 256 of storage for 100 more and if you like the fancy green colour uh, which is the version I tested I've had zero issues hopping from one app to another And even intensive games like Genshin Impact feel super slick on the 120Hz screen. Um, It has universal flash storage UFS 3.1, whereas the 16GB RAM model gets you uh, UFS 4.0. The latter storage option offers faster data transfer speeds with improved power efficiency, so apps and games should load faster while costing you less battery life. Um... Battery-wise, I never felt like I had to stick close to an outlet with an average use, uh, the One 11 Pro's uh, 5,000 million. So it's only 5,000 as well. Uh, it's the same size as the Samsung. Uh, comfortably lasted the full day with enough left in the tank. But the only thing is it has much faster um, charging, I think. Uh, the catch is that you need to use the... Uh, The OnePlus 11 uh, remains one of the fastest charging phones in the US, Uh, go from 8% to 95% in 22 minutes. Uh, The catch is that you need to use OnePlus's 80 watt SuperVOOC charging adapter, which is chunky, but here at least it's included in the box, unlike with most other smartphones these days. Uh, So it has the fast charging. Uh, Worries about damaging the battery, the phone will intelligently recharge at slower speeds when it detects uh, that you're juicing up at bedtime. But if you forgot to plug it in and are rushing to head out the door at 845, uh, it'll know to crank things up. Weirdly, OnePlus has omitted wireless charging, as stable on other flagship phones. Yeah, so that's they usually do like a 30 watt or a slower uh, fast charging or wireless charging. Uh, Perhaps even stranger is the company's decision to move back from USB-C charging adapter to USB-A. The older port is still common enough that this might not be an issue for you, but with most new devices going exclusively USB-C. ports and cables it feels like a step back uh, for me it wouldn't make much of a difference most of the ports and stuff I have are still USB-A anyway but uh, do you know any new devices would stick on in a USB-A as well uh, or USB-C as well but uh, mostly USB-A still um, as I say, they say here it's 2023 problems. Um, IP64 water and dust resistance rating. Uh, the One Plus Eleven might be fine against dust and rain, but it might not be as protected if you drop it in the pool as a phone with an IP68 rating, which is uh, most flagship smartphones. So it's falling a bit behind there. It has the same kind of glass as the rest of them uh, Gorilla Glass Victus. Uh, but the rear glass is not is only Gorilla Glass five, so it's not as good. Uh, even the cheapest Pixel seven uses Victus on both sides, uh, making it more durable. And they'd be uh, price wise, they'd be quite, quite similar. The Pixel and uh, OnePlus So the Pixel would be slightly ahead there. Uh, Six point seven AMOLED display. Uh, let's see anything about the cameras and stuff Uh, OnePlus has been gradually upping its camera game year over year and the OnePlus 11 is its best effort yet uh, there's a primary 50-megapixel camera and a 48-megapixel ultra wide, with autofocus and macro capabilities and the 32-megapixel sensor offering two times optical zoom. The 16-megapixel selfie camera is notably stuck at 1080p video recording. Most phones in this price bracket have moved on to 4K resolution on the front shooter. Uh, so it's, it's uh, kind of a... It's a similar actual specs on the... Well, no, it has the, the, the zoom capability as well, but the other two cameras I was going to say it's similar to the um, Nothing Phone 1. They have two 50 megapixel, but it has also the two times optical zoom, uh, 32 megapixel camera as well. So it's a three-camera rear setup. Uh, in dozens of camera tests against Google Pixel 7, And the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra, it's hard to declare a surefire winner for photos, which is a feat in itself for OnePlus. There are moments where some low-light images can be sharper than uh, what I've captured on the Pixel uh, and vice versa. I think the Pixel has the edge when you're photographing a moving subject, like my dog looking away from the precise moment I point the camera at him, and then it comes to video, especially in low-light. The S23 Ultra produces brighter and less noisy clips uh so yeah it's it's it seems to be overall uh, a little bit behind on on a few different aspects if you're going for an out and out uh flagship phone um but it's it's a little bit cheaper than although it's the same kind of opening price isn't it as the i'm just going back up to the top of the article um the new handset is pretty, it emits a few features you'd expect uh, to find, it. Uh, it's starting at 700 quid, uh, so it's kind of, the o- that's the opening price, it's kind of similar price-wise to the Google Pixel, but the Google Pixel seems to be slightly ahead of it in a few different aspects, but it might be, like on this, the charge speed and things like that, it would be ahead, but... Um, but if you're going for the, the best of the best, I think it uh, it wouldn't, it be fallen behind on, but if you want an entry flagship or something like that, maybe it might be in the, it might be in the conversation. So Wired has the 10 best games on PlayStation Plus uh, with great titles. Like, yeah, sometimes it becomes uh, overloaded. <laughs> you know, when I, as I said earlier, I, w- I finished Ghost of Tsushima and I was looking for another game and... Uh, with PlayStation Plus, you're kind of a bit spoiled for choice, and you I don't know what to get. And I'm like, oh I don't know. And and uh, will I go back and play an older game again? I, I tried a few new games, and I didn't really like them, and ended up deleting them again. Even though I took ages to download some of them because they were big games. Um, but then I tried them, and it was, it, they got good reviews and stuff. So let's see what uh, Wired has to say about the ten best games. If you have uh, if you have it, and you're um, you're thinking of a. Uh, getting some games because they're when you have the subscription service you might as well use it and these games are all free Um, this one actually that I have been playing and I would recommend it's very good is the first one in the thing here uh, and it's free on the PlayStation Uh, these are given prices but they're free with the if you're part of the premium service or whatever uh, the Last of Us Remastered, so they they released a remaster, uh, what was it like, I don't know what it was, it said part one, but they, want, uh, they were giving you just a trial of it, you could play a few hours of it, but you can get the full game, but I think it's maybe the PS4 version, but it's almost identical frame for frame, it's just they kind of made it a bit sharper but I'm happy enough to to play the free version it was fine the, the original version the, I think it was even remastered as well but it's like the a, a PS5 remaster is further ahead of the PS4 version or something like that uh, but anyway it looked great to me anyway uh, I, I played the so I downloaded both, <laughs> both, kind of by accident, and I saw, I said, why do I have two? And then I saw it was a two-hour trial, so I started playing that, and then the two hours finished, and I was like, oh, I'm I kind of getting into that game now, but I, I'm not willing to pay 50 quid or whatever it was for it. Uh, so I said, don't I have the other one? I'm going to try that. And then I tried that, and it was, oh, this is exactly the same game, but slightly less sharper, but it was still fine, though. It was still grand. So I've been playing that, actually when I haven't been playing Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Savory Success Overcooked 2 I haven't played that uh, Urgent Delivery Away Unfolded uh, Chomp Chomp Maneater is that the shark game I haven't I'm not sure so this is some of the games I haven't even heard of a lot of these games and there's so many in there I suppose uh, so yeah The Last of Us. If you've been watching the film, it's good actually. And it's very, very similar. The first uh, episode of The Last of Us TV show is very similar to the game. It's almost identical to the game. Uh, It's the first time I've ever seen that. It so closely resembles the actual game. Um, and I've I've been really enjoying the TV series as well so uh, you can play the game Joel and Ellie the characters uh, it all started uh, the graphics in this version aren't as impressive as the complete remake but the plot remains oh yeah so this is yeah the complete remake is the one that, that I played the the two-hour uh, demo of but the plot remains one of the best gameplay stories of all time just remember not to breed in in the spores oh yeah the uh, you'll become a zombie uh, savory success uh, overcooked too quick grab that plate of food and throw it over here <laughs> oh no the kitchen is on fire and we need to put it out fast overcooked two, you craft scrumptious meals in imaginative levels You can cook, but what if the kitchen is located in a dinghy? Uh, Underground mine or high in the cloud. I've never heard this. Sounds like a crazy game. I might even try it. Uh, So it's like a cooking game, but a crazy cooking game. Uh, Urgent delivery, Tearaway Unfolded. Who cares if PlayStation doesn't have as many day one releases uh, on their subscription services? Xbox, the PlayStation Plus is full of hidden gems like Tearaway Unfolded. Uh, Released almost a decade ago, the game features a colorful construction paper world that brims with uh, whimsy in this platformer you're attempting uh, to transport a message all the way through an origami filled environment it's very cute and offset Uh, so that's that's an urgent delivery tear away unfolded Chomp Chomp Maneater uh, who's hungry for some human flesh the titles that feature adorable animal main characters are all the rage Maneater is not one of those games though oh no it was first released in 2020 if you play as a shark yeah so I think I have played this game uh, you got a bone to pick with mankind and isn't afraid to flop around on the shore during a mini rampage it's, it's the kind of game that's fun for a few hours and then you likely walk away from it forever <laughs> great Inclusion for a streaming service, uh, yeah, part of PlayStation Plus Extra. So, yeah, walking around, uh, uh, dead standing director's cut, a modern classic from uh, Kojima Hideo Kojima. Death Stranding is about walking around after the apocalypse. Seriously, if you're looking for an escapist game that'll engulf every second of your free time, its director's cut takes an already lengthy game and broadens it further. Norman Reedus's performance as Sam Bridges is exquisite, and the game is a unique experience that rewards patient players. I might try that, actually, although I'm not very patient sometimes. Uh, yeah, so uh, Web City, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales oh that's very good Yeah, that's a great game you're playing a spider-man and the playability is really good I actually have that game I bought it when it came out but it's free now on the playstation um, if you have the playstation plus premium thing um so I actually might go back playing that again I got kind of stuck somewhere I was fighting or trying to chase down this guy and I kept um, not being able to get to him in time and you've lost him and I, over and over and over again uh, where you you have to keep a certain distance or keep a as close to this bad guy you're chasing down and he keeps getting away from me and i did it like 20 times and i just got sick of it and i stopped playing it but i must actually go back and play it again um stray is where you play a cat yeah it, it won a award for the best indie game of 2022 i played it for about half an hour or so it was it was okay I think I kept getting killed in it or something. There was some... Something's chasing me or something, and uh, I just... I, I, I didn't... I haven't played it since. Only once for about uh, 30 minutes. 2018's God of War game is on it. Th- those games are very popular, but I never... I, n- I need to play a um, bit more of them see I, uh, Ragnarok is supposed to be very good it's very advanced and everything but I played the older one and I, I think that was just after playing Ghost of Tsushima and I I was like oh the graphics aren't great and uh, I can't get into this now and uh, I stopped playing it but they are supposed to be very good games though but if I had played it years ago I'd be probably mad to get the new Ragnarok game now but I didn't so I I wasn't so um Puzzle Planet Ratchet and Clank I played a bit of the, I couldn't get into that either really uh I played a bit of that um Loop. I have that downloaded I haven't tried it yet though uh so I must try that out yeah so that's uh, and honorable mentions honorable mentions Assassin's Creed Valhalla Bloodborne actually I think um Ghost of Tsushima is free on it. As well. If you haven't played that, I would definitely recommend that. It's very good. Also, the Uncharted games, I think they're on it. Um, the older Star Wars games as well are very good. The The Force Awakens, or the no, that's the movie. Um, What's it? The Star Wars, the original PS3 Star Wars games as well. They're very good. Um, it's a, it's a full campaign mode, and you're rather than battlefront, uh, the, you're walking through. They're very very good. Uh, so those games I think are all on PlayStation Plus Premium if if you're playing that Uh, the best fitness trackers and watches for everyone whether you're skiing in the backcountry or trampolining in the backyard we have an activity tracker for you um I want a one that's not based on all around exercise and things like that. Uh, how about just a one that kind of controls your music, answers messages, uh, you can kind of take phone calls. It's kind of just a subsidiary <laughs> of your phone. Uh, it just uh, it's more of a media in, on your hand kind of thing or something. I don't, they're they're all well. I suppose they're they're and your heart tracking and things like that and your your ECG or whatever it is, all that kind of stuff, uh, blood oxygen and things but um a lot of them are made for different specific types of exercise uh best all round is the Fitbit. it's probably my own fault for not uh being a, a going to the gym and stuff like that i just go out walking uh best all round fitbit charge five uh 150 dollars on amazon uh most of these are similar prices here only in euro um runner-up garmin vivo move sport Uh, best if you have an iphone the apple series 8 Uh, best budget is the fitbit inspire 3 Uh, like every and and that is 80 on amazon Uh, the iphone the the apple series 8 is 400 dollars and yeah the garvin the 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 runner-up one is the the vivo move is 180 Uh, like every piece Of gear you wear on your body day in day out fitness trackers are incredibly personal they have to be comfortable and attractive sure but they also have to fit your lifestyle as well as when and how you like to work out Uh, do you bike row or do strength training do you run on trails for hours at a time or do you just want a reminder to get up every hour no matter what nee- your needs are there's never a better time to find a powerful, sophisticated tool that can help you optimize your workouts or jump start your routine yeah and so there's the, well there 's lots of other ones in the in the budget market as well um, I think the, the I was talking about before the Realme I had the Realme Watch 2 Pro and I found it really good and in the the third one came out uh but it was only available in India for ages but I don't know if there's a more general release that had like a speaker and a microphone where you can actually talk on phone calls and it had it had some good specs as well of stuff that I was looking at it has an OLED screen and uh, yeah, but I couldn't get it um, at the time but uh, I don't know if it's more general release now I kind of uh, I forgot I was looking for it for ages and I kind of gave up so I, I, did, I didn't look for any watches uh, so I've been just using my Android watch the, the diesel watch but the battery is is pretty poor on that I can get it to last for a day but I have to turn off everything pretty much I just use it for, for telling the time I, even if I turn on the messages or if I want an always on display or even just a display that turns on when I flick the watch it's the battery is dying within a day it's, it's a very poor battery life uh, compared to the the, the previous one uh, the the Realme was, was using was lasting over 20 days um, so uh, let's see. The, yeah, so I, that I, they just go into more detail there, but that gives a, a rough idea anyway of um, of those. And that's um, that's oh yeah, Hogwarts Legacy actually is out as well. Uh, so it's an action-packed role-playing game developed by Avalanche Software and published by Warner Brothers. Uh, so it's set in the Wizarding World universe uh, based on Harry Potter novels. Uh, so it's an open-world action role-playing game in which you'll be able to attend classes at Hogwarts School. You can explore locations from the the Wizarding World franchise, such as the Forbidden Forest, uh, Diagon Alley, uh, Hogsmeade, and other yet unseen visually in the media, including Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw common rooms. Uh, so you'll have full open... Um, full open... Uh, um, use of all the, the Harry Potter world which is, sounds amazing I think it's out on the 10th so uh, I might have to start saving up <laughs> to get that that sounds interesting if anyone wants to send it uh, on PS5 for me to review I'd be more than happy to do that uh, so yeah that's Hogwarts Legacy uh, coming out soon so and that's almost my show for today that actually is my show for today as always you can call zero six nine double six two hundred or text or WhatsApp 0 and you can email myself Patrick 102 fm at gmail.com and i'll be back with you again next time thank you for listening bye bye you're listening to tech thursday on west Limer 102 fm